Hello everyone and welcome back to the Total 90 podcast. Uh, We are back from our little sabbatical and on this episode I am joined by one of our regulars, Owen aka Cube. And today we also have a special guest, Will. Um, We talk uh, mostly about lower league football and also Huddersfield on this episode. We do talk a little bit at the start about the Champions League final and uh, some general happenings in football. But yeah, this one's mainly around lower league football. Enjoy. Evening, you alright? Evening, evening. Yeah, uh, we've got, got um, a pod uh, first today, haven't we? We've got Will. Uh, um, who do you support, mate? Because I don't, like I said, yeah. I only know anything about Premier League. I hear you not in the Premier League. Yeah, uh, I'm a I'm a Huddersfield Town fan, so we nearly got into the Premier League again, but unfortunately not. But yeah, I'm, I'm one of those lower league fans. Do you uh, do you follow the Premier League at all, or is it just all about? Just Huddersfield and the lower leagues for you? Everything. So, Premier League, follow that. Um, got a soft spot for Liverpool, being in the northwest. But um, King yeah. no. <laughs> Cube, Cube come on, mate. I've got my cover. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, he would have been blackballed. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to, uh, I think uh, I was watching um, the Champions League final with my cousin, like, uh, Cube knows him, wouldn't yeah. Um, I was taking a lot of uh, of money out of Real Madrid. I was going to say smashing them, but it was even better that it was a smash and grab. Like. <laughs> but did you boys, uh, actually, since we're on the topic, what did you boys think of the Champions League final? Will? I, um, it reminded me of the joys of... It was the sort of game that sometimes football doesn't give you what you deserve. And I'm not saying that as a soft spot for Liverpool. I think they had a lot of opportunities and there was the crowd issues going on and we were all hearing about that all the time. So it was um, it was really interesting. I knew a few people there and, and they had some interesting experiences afterwards. Yeah. But um, yeah, Courtois certainly uh, stole the show for me. Quickly point on the crowd thing. I hate it when it's like, like even like United fans were coming rival fans like oh it's never your fault and stuff like that and I think like obviously it's kind of insinuating the um uh, what happened in I can't remember is it Hillsborough no was it Hillsborough yeah. Yeah. yeah like um but more importantly for Liverpool it's the, I think it's Hillsborough isn't it the 96 people that passed am I right Q yes mate you are yeah, yeah. no I was just gonna say like it's like start mocking that sort of stuff. I mean, I'm if anybody listens to the podcast, I'm pretty anti Liverpool as much as it gets, but you've got to draw the line somewhere, man. And yeah, the crowd stuff dodges out. Uh, see, like six minutes in, he's already on his high horse, like so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I hate Liverpool, but you know, they, they, they should have been treated with a little bit more respect, not a lot more, a little bit more. Yeah, I. <laughs> I enjoyed what happened on the pitch, though. Q, I'll let you get your word in before I 
No, I mean, I didn't really got much to say. Like, I mean, I actually didn't watch the game because um, yeah. I was doing something with the family. But I, I mean, yeah. Were you not bothered about the competition that next season Arsenal is not going to be in? <laughs> I've got no comment about that whatsoever. Like, <laughs> United's had the worst, uh, worst season ever. Arsenal's had the best season ever. According to the fans, both in the Europa League. So. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm going to say, uh, how much are oh, going to stuck in? But I found it a little bit. Um, I don't know if you guys seen like me on Champions League final. I found it a little bit odd how like a lot of people couldn't understand that Real were always planning the game. Like you don't always have to have the ball to control the game. They, they dictated it in other ways. And um, once uh, Liverpool didn't score in 20 minutes, I t- turned around to my cousin and said, like. Yeah, it's more than likely that Real Madrid's going to win this now because that's what they've done every game. It's, it's not, it's just weird. Often they've done it this season, like where people have just said, "Oh, they, they didn't deserve to win," and then they just did. That's why they've got like fourteen Champions Leagues or whatever. Um, yeah, that's how it works, isn't it? Like that's that's winning. Ga- it's all about winning games because they're like, "Oh, they've done it again." It's like, well, they have like you cut off there a little like, bit. I mean, I was just saying, like, you cut off there a bit. I was just saying, um, they're just effective, aren't they? That's the thing. Like, you kind of see, like, you can't, you can't just keep fluking winning games, can you? Like, you know, at a certain yeah. point, you get down. Like, it's, 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 you know what it is because I watched the Champions League final quite closely, and I watched the semis quite a lot as well. Like, and what they do, they actually like Modric and Cruz, mate. Like, in front of their defense, they just ping the ball about without any sort of like, like obviously there's pressure which just feels like got pressure when they're just like nipping the ball around the corner and things like that even though the possession's like really deep in the half they're still dictating play in, in some way or another it's uh, it's crazy it's crazy how good that Modric is like he's just oh, man, yeah. yeah he's unbelievable isn't he like, I think that's he's one of the guys like when you look back like I mean I know like he's quite highly rated but like there's not a lot of people in that position like over the past 10 years it's better than him really when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. There was a a story, you know, you were talking about Real Madrid and the possession and stuff. There was a manager at Chile once and he said, "Um, if my friend takes a woman out all night and he pays for her drinks and her food and he wines and dines her and he brings her back to our place and he goes to the toilet and I take her upstairs, uh, what has his possession got him? (laughs) (laughs) I'm stealing that was the Real Madrid thing you've got great players I mean what do you guys think about Benzema this year without Ronaldo do you think that's kind of opened him up to become this machine that, that, that's, that's always going to score in those pressure situations. From and I don't know if we've spoken about this uh, Cuban a different podcast like hot hot like players who went wrong etc. And he might have popped up in the sense that obviously he still reached his potential. But in Leon, he looked like what he is now. He looked like he was going to be what he is now. And I think it's quite a credit to him that he was happy to like kind of take a back seat and do a lot of the water carrying for Ronaldo to win I mean he's going to his leagues in like a couple of La Liga or whatever so I he guess it's the right decision for as well though didn't he yeah <laughs> that was a bit dodgy 
Valbuena, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, I, I think for me, mate, he has to win it. It's just, I think I saw stats something like in the Champions League, XG of like nine point something, he scored 18 goals. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Ridiculous, like yeah. For me, he's he's been the best player this season. Just he's finally showing what I think people followed him when he was in Leon thought he was going to become. Um, I don't know what you boys think about that take. Anyway, I think that's fair. He was he was almost the 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 Mbappé comparisons, wasn't there at Leon? Although diff, different player, but he was he was the next big thing, wasn't he? That was going to yeah. take the world by. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it, he, he, he's fulfilled his potential. He didn't have this season because of like he's the numbers all the way through and the, what he's won, and he's being first choice most of the time. Um, I mean, he what scored about, like uh, two hundred goals for Real, hasn't he? Like, do you mean yeah. it's like that's it's not an easy club to get that kind of those numbers? I mean, I'd yeah. love to look at like what Raul scored like compared to Benzema. Do you know what I mean? But... I think uh, Benzema. Uh, third highest scorer now might be behind Raul. Um, obviously, there's only one person who's uh, top scorer. Like, <laughs> no, no guesses. Uh, prizes for guessing. Um, what did you guys think of the season overall? I know I was uh, willing to stick that uh, <laughs> knife in the back of Cuba for the top four. Like, but yeah, well, yeah I, I, I remember, like, you know, we did a pod, like, right at the start of the season, didn't we, where I was, like, saying about Arsenal, like, and I think Arsenal have done, like, definitely better than I thought they would do, and Man United have done probably, like, e- even <laughs> worse than Arsenal now is probably the most pessimistic, like, so, I mean, for me, like, you know, I should be pretty happy, um, shouldn't I, but, yeah. I, 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 but, like, I think me and somebody else are saying uh, Aston Villa's going to have a crack at Champions League, so... <laughs> Because they bought then, so that all went in. So. You know, it was funny that because I'm thinking that because Leicester, I think, had quite a, like a what I would say is maybe an underwhelming season. But actually, when you when it all comes down to it, they're probably not that far away, really, from like you know top yeah. six. So yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be interesting next season. Uh, I, if I'm being honest, I'm gonna set it out straight now, mate. We'll probably do a podcast about it before the season, but uh, I don't see like, it challenging for a while, like. Not with those owners. Uh, a lot, lot, lot of fans are already talking about um, Ten Hag coming, etc., etc. Just like, yeah, it's the owners that's the problem. Like, we'll see what happens though. Um, anyway, let's move on to our main topic because obviously we want to Huddersfield. Um, just a little bit of a um, callback on um, uh, Will's analogy, mate. The only thing I knew about Huddersfield is a cheap night out and uh, easy. On birds, so <laughs> <laughs> you say that I went to uni there for three years and it definitely wasn't. But I think if, you, if you've lost the ability to talk, I think if, wherever you are, there's, there's people are going to be a bit picky on that. But yeah, that, 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 doesn't help. that doesn't help. No, I say that because a couple of uh, lads I know always used to try and get me to go there, and uh, their selling point was uh, yeah, it's a cheap night out, and uh, I'm not going to say exactly. What the words when I just say the pickings, just because they're a fair and uh, you know, we don't want to get cancelled. Podcast, it goes the other way as well because there's apparently plenty of cheap lads, uh, around. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll use it, it works for women as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, 
talk to me about uh, Huddersfield anyway. Like, obviously, I know a little bit about them just from them going up and down a couple of times. But yeah, like, you always support it. Like, I'm guessing you have. Are you from yeah. there? Tell me a little bit the, how, how you got to supporting them, how long, etc. Well, it was it was a case of uh, six years in prison or follow Huddersfield. So I went for the, the follow Huddersfield bit at court. But um, in, all, in all seriousness, I, uh, my dad took me when I was eight, something like that. And um, yeah. we had, <laughs> this is quite sad, really. We were played and I remember the game, but the thing that stood out for me is the mascot. One of the people was Mr. Blobby, if you remember that from... <laughs> Yeah, house I was not expecting this to go down, Mr. Bobby. Right, when like... <laughs> and, and Mr. Blobby, uh, he asked me to look after his little kid, and and I, it was just this real trust and warmth. It was it was really weird, surreal. But obviously, he was on the pitch. But followed them, kind of the only one that followed them in school. Everyone follows where I'm from, kind of United. now a little bit Man City, but yeah, Liverpool, Man United. Um, kind of had season tickets the last five, six years. Yeah. Uh, went to uni in Huddersfield because I could watch more Huddersfield. And uh, <laughs> that was the primary reason. Um, and it's just been a, quite an eventful time, really. We've been in administration, um, buckets being passed around, uh, subs not allowed to, you know, not allowed to put a sub on because of the appearance fee relegated two or three times, promoted two or three times, four or five playoff trips, uh, all that kind of ups and downs you get with supporting a, a dysfunctional team. Um, yeah. You got sacked off your um, uh, like team, haven't you, recently, on the under-21s or something like that, like a couple of seasons yeah. ago. Am I right in saying that, yeah? Yeah, because... There was a deal a couple of years ago, the Premier League um, said, right, we'll give you a little bit more money to the Football League. Um, and in the small print, it was something like, but we can take your youth players for set fees. So like 60 grand, 70 grand, whereas before they'd go to the tribunal. And where Huddersfield is, you've got Leeds, Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United, Man United, yeah. all those people. So we kept losing all our players and uh, oh, we took a decision. Why don't we let all the big boys develop the players and we'll get their 18, 17 year olds who've been through 10 years of academy and we'll make them better and put them in the first team? Yeah, so we did that and it's it started to bear fruit. One of the B team guys played for Northern Ireland the other day, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's been interesting. It's gone gone quite well. It's changed a bit since leaving the EU because you can't. We did yeah. have a load of French players, so you can't get as many foreign players in now as you could before. Another perk of the uh, Brexit. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's interested. Like we had we had French players and they struggled settling in Huddersfield, but the big problem we've had is signing loads of Londoners. Um, they're not used to the quietness of Huddersfield. So <laughs> they have to go and live in Leeds, otherwise they don't settle in. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's, um, it's gone all right, mate, to be honest. I mean, there was a lad last year. Um, we signed him from Chelsea. Um, three months into last season, he, he became a first-team player and um, he played really well in the Championship and obviously a free agent. 
Um, so there's a, there's a lot of gems out there that that we're trying to trying to hoover up, I guess. Like, it, you know, obviously our cash is is limited, so we have to try and do it differently. Is that kind of been the change like under the like the last owners came in? That like that strategy for a while, would you say? Um, <laughs> the ownership's really weird, if I'm honest. So in the last year we were in the Premier League, our owner was really ill. So he was going to, he basically sold the club, but we were one of those clubs that the, the fee that we were sold for was exactly the amount of the parachute payments. <laughs> so um, the new owner came in, parachute payments went to pay the old owner and we had to sell lots of players um, to make ends meet. So we had a couple of tough years um, and then the new owner's businesses went bust and because he missed the payment schedule, the old owner's back in charge now and has brought the club back for <laughs> 50p. Um, so it's been interesting. Brilliant. We, we thought we went to the Premier League, 150 million, we'll be living la vida loci and um, I think we've spent about five quid since we got there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's not left a legacy, put it that way. It's a, uh, it's crazy, isn't it? Like the um, financial checks and that, that it's worse than Premier League at the Championship. Like, look, that's been going either bust or close to bust. Is it just like are they changing that, or is it, is it, is there like really good question? Um, yes and no. So you're not allowed to make more than I think it's about thirty eight million pound loss over three years. So some clubs who are really rich. Like QPR, the Mattels own them and they're billionaires. Um, they'll have a transfer embargo if they don't run the business properly. But on the flip side, if you get promoted to the Premier League, then you don't get sanctioned. So the risk, a lot isn't of it? Clubs, yeah. So Reading, unbelievable. Yeah, their, their turnover Reading's last year, year before was about two hundred percent. So they were spending two hundred percent of what they were making. So they, it was just a crazy business. But yeah, you've just got to gamble some clubs anyway. We, we don't really do that, but you see that a lot. Yeah. And, um, I didn't realise actually you guys were in the playoffs today. Even when it comes to the playoffs, I'll tune in for the final just to see, right, <laughs> if I want any of these in my fantasy league next season. Like, what's that coming up? Like, yeah, bench options. <laughs> uh, yeah, is, is any of these going to be for bench options? But, um, who did you guys play? Like, did you get to the season or? Oh, the final, mate, wasn't it? Got to the final. Um, did you guys play uh, Forest? Yeah, yeah. It was that. It was the contentious one where they put John Moss in charge uh, after he retired, and he decided oh, not, to, not to go to VAR twice. Um, so that was quite a, a tough one to take. And Moss is he the one that Fergie basically said wasn't uh, fit enough, a bit chubby. Yeah, yeah. He's like me. He just kind of stands in the middle. He refs the way I would ref. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you guys finished third, third as well, didn't you? In the league, so it's like because I always yeah, wonder, like that's like, a kick in the teeth, like isn't it? I, well, that's that's isn't it? Because you like there's so many people who finish third, isn't it? And then like they miss out on the playoffs. Playoffs, like, so, like, what's your kind of like view of like the playoffs as the kind of concept? Like, do you kind of like you begrudge it or like are you kind of in favour of it? Um. I've had mostly, I, I, I like it, to be honest. It's just the problem is if you look at the games, because there's so much at stake, There's not. it's not a very good 
style of football to watch. So everyone thinks the teams are rubbish because there's so much at stake. Um, it is quite exciting as a fan. Um, when you win, it's amazing. Obviously, when you lose, it's 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 a bad thing. But the the interesting thing, I guess, for you guys in terms of the players that if you're at Huddersfield or Forest, you instantly become a millionaire and you instantly become, your wages get doubled. It's just transformational. There's no other game like it um, in the world where you can just transform your life and your family's life over 90 minutes. It was crazy. It's the richest uh, game, isn't it? The championship playoff final. It's like the most money riding on it. Oh, it's mental. Um Fifty million is it? Like, is that what roughly people have calculated before? Because I know it's a lot more than the Champions League final winning it. Yeah, it's 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 about that, and then you've got parachute payments, so it probably goes up a little bit more. Um, you can charge twenty times more for your advertising, all that stuff. So it's just a monster, um, monster of a game. And then if you lose it, people buy your players, and you can go back to square one. Really, it's a bit like snakes and ladders. Does that well, you're are you worried about now that obviously you guys have haven't got up like do you think people are gonna come and kinda of like try and take your players off you in effect? Yeah, yeah. The, there's a couple that'll go, I think. Um I'm hopeful we've got a bit of a better structure than than in the past. So we'll we will replace them. But yeah, I think two or three will go. Who are uh, the ones that you think will get cherry picked? Um we've got a, a midfielder called O'Brien. He's um He's really good. He's the top interceptions, top tackles, all that stuff, all the stats. And uh, Southampton, Leeds, uh, Palace and a few other clubs are after him. Um, and then probably our, our goalkeeper. He was the team of the year goalkeeper. Um, I think Forrest's keepers decided he didn't want to play for them anymore. So I think we'll lose two or three um, and then we'll hopefully reinvest it. That's, that's interesting, isn't it? Because you would think like, I mean, I, it's it's difficult, isn't it? But you you would think like if you finish third, like you've probably got a decent shot of like going up if you keep most of your team like next year, haven't you? So yeah, it's a bit of a shame, I guess. The lose, I think like, it's key players. It's a, it's a bit different, isn't it? It's like uh, the teams that don't um, tend to, unless I guess it's like you've got the odd team like Borough who are like quite steady in terms of their ins and outs. Other teams, if they like, I'm, and I'm thinking like teams like Huddersfield, if they don't make it, it's easier to cherry pick the players. And I'm totally guessing, like I say, I'm a total novice when it comes to the lower league. So, is that, is that the case? Like, yeah, a smaller team, yeah, definitely. And the, the other thing we've done well is our manager's a big developer of players. So, um, manager, that was going to be one of my questions actually. Who, who's the manager and what's what's it? Give us a bit Spanish. of his background. Carlos Corboran, he um Spanish bloke, retired early, obsessed with football, did a bit of work with um, uh, Guardiola. Um, he was a first-team coach at Leeds with Bielsa for a couple of years. Uh, okay. um, so we, we took him and he's um, he, he tried to play the Bielsa way with, with us and we nearly got relegated. So it's a lot more... <laughs> <laughs> he became quite pragmatic but he kind of makes players better so Emil Smith-Rowe uh, we had him on loan and um, I improved him the lad from Chelsea um, Chalabar 
Um, and then we had two lads from Chelsea last year who were who were really special. Um, so you've got to use the loan markets with the Premier League young players. Um, that's another key. Where you guys are situated, that should really work in your favour. Like yeah. with um, like the other bigger teams, you should be able to loan quite a few players, I guess. Because it's yeah, definitely. And I think that's what we're hoping this year. We're going to get. There's a lad from Man City who's. McTee, I think he's called. He's a very special player, but to get in Man City's team, you've got to be very, very, very special. So <laughs> uh, there's a chance we might get him and a few others. So it's uh, you've got to try and differentiate as much as you can in the in the in that sort of Championship League. What's your um, expectations from next for next season? Obviously, you're missing out this season. Like, literally, we could win the league, but we could finish bottom. <laughs> Like, there's no, I know it'll be ups and downs and it'll be really dysfunctional. Um, I'd like us to get in the playoffs again, um, but it's going to be a tougher league next year. So I think for me, as long as we're competitive, as cliche as that sounds, then then that's probably the main thing for me. Well, you've got Sunderland coming up next season, so there's another team that's going to be challenging for you guys uh, to get relegated. Because I don't want to say something, you know. Do you know? Like, I, I just, I see Sunderland's like owners are terrible. Like, I don't. To be honest, I haven't really been following them, but I can't. I, I think they'll struggle. Yeah, I'd be surprised if Sunderland went down. Personally speaking, yeah. like, just because they got, they don't like, but they got such a big fan base, haven't they? Do you mean? So, just it's one of those things. I think they'll like. They'll probably invest the money, and I guess it's. Whether they do it well or not, I don't know. But yeah, like I, I can't see someone going back down. If they're smart, mate, they just uh, get in touch with Newcastle and ask to be Newcastle B team. <laughs> <laughs> They'd love that. <laughs> uh, we're, we're from Sunderland, and uh, as you can imagine, a lot of my mates are Sunderland fans. Um, I just like to get a couple of digs in whilst I can on them as well. Uh, remember when they were doing uh, the Poznan? In the stadium, wanting uh, United to lift that trophy, and look what, where where it got them. By the way, not that I'm better about the boys still talking about it like, <laughs> after eleven years or whatever. But, like, <laughs> I remember, I, were you were you there? See, when uh, Man City won the, the league at the last day because it was. I was. Uh, I, I, was see, I could hear the helicopter like buzzing around because obviously they thought that United. I was the worst person as well. Liverpool fan, Reef. Oh, he's giving me like all the all the pelters, like. But yeah, I remember. I think after that game, Fergie said, "Isn't it like no more loans?" And lo and behold, within a couple of seasons, they were down. Like it's after a bit, but I don't think Fergie's had that much influence over Sunderland going down like somehow. Well, they did stop. They did stop loaning the players, mate, because they were like Sunderland were like their best days. Jokes aside, were they were Man United team, like Welbeck. Great. No, I'm not even joking. Look at them, like the best days, mate. Like in Welbeck, modern well, day football. Names of the ones apart from Welbeck, Welbeck Wes Brown, Johnny Evans, Darren O'Shea. Like, you want me to continue? Integral, integral, integral part. Kieran, Rich- Kieran Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> mate, it was like literally just like Man United. Like, oh, we don't either want this player. Can you just like loan him? We don't experience. want this player. <laughs> He's he's done. Like he's got too many injuries. He's a bit old. Like yeah, some little lad. Oh, like mate. you are. Nah, to be, to be honest, mate, they, 
they, they did well because like John O'Shea was like um, signing them in terms of the longevity and Wes Brown when he was fit mate like he's just quality Wes Brown I think one of the most underrated players um, but yeah like again mate class so anyway before be- <laughs> do, do you remember the Newcastle player uh, Colaccini the yeah. I remember, yeah, he was. But I remember when Newcastle went down, I remember watching Newcastle going, ah, oh, these are rubbish. And then they came down to our league and I think Colaccini did three step-overs, went past half of our team <laughs> <laughs> and crossed the ball in. And I was like, ah, oh, that's the difference between uh, the Premier League and the lower leagues. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, it's, it's really difficult sometimes to understand like the skill level, isn't it, and the top level because most of the team so finely tuned then every once in a while you'll get like a proper crap team in the league and you're like okay well, so you can see the difference that was the, that was the question level. I was going to ask you both as as you know fans in the, in the Premier League do you think you get spoiled a little bit with the skills that you see because um, the reason I asked the question is I used to watch this non-league team near me and if a player brought the ball down, you know, a 60-yard crossfield ball and he brought it down with one touch, it was like, wow. Would you think you kind of get spoiled in the Premier League where you just expect just excellence and it's quite hard to reach that hand-clap moment? Oh, mate, like, it's 100%. Like, I think if you think, like, even, like, 10, 15 years ago, like, I'd say, like, the whole league is so, like, you know, every team there, so even like you say, like, I don't know, like Leeds, Everton, Southampton, even extend Villa, like the ones like they're down the bottom. But actually, like, if you think maybe it's like, I don't know, you put you pick those teams up and put them in the Premier League like 10, 15 years ago, like, they'd be probably like one of the best teams in the league. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the, the players they've got in the league now, even the worst teams, like, are really good. But I think even like, like, even watching football on TV, like, do you know what I mean? I think that's probably the thing that, like, started to kind of uh, to spoil it really because like before that you had to go to the game didn't you like and you were like as you say like, there's, there's a degree of like romanticism about like watching a team that's maybe is not that good but then like every so often you see someone who's like really capable and really good whereas now like the league is just so good that like as you say like you, people do things that you're like well that's not even that good but actually like comparatively but you know the standard is really really high yeah, I mean, what I, what I would say on that is, to be honest, yeah, I, I did kind of get spun in the sense that I didn't really appreciate it. But what changed it for me recently is after lockdown, I started playing uh, 11 side. And I was saying, I think I might have said this on another podcast, a queue. You start appreciating a lot more, hear the distances and a lot of the things that, like spacing and things like that, which it looks so easy because it just so happens so automatically. But once you actually play on a proper size pitch, because we were playing on like, I think the measurements were the same as like Camp New, someone was saying. So it's just like a massive pitch. All these guys who aren't fit start seeing the difference, like as in between people who have quality and people who don't. Um, I would say as well, in terms of like watching football, I don't really like the middle, like the middle level. I want to watch either absolute dross, like. Uh, <laughs> Like that charity game when, when, when you've got the American actors and that try to play. Um, or I want to watch like top level. Um, I, I don't know why, but I just can't get away with the middle, mid level stuff. 
That's my thing. I know, but I think that's I think that's the thing though, isn't it? Because that that's probably the, like the fact that you are spoiled though, do you mean? Because like yeah. that's like you just got so used to that quality that you're like, oh, I only want to watch like the really high quality. Do you mean? Again, I guess it's like all the Champions League games are like televised as well because you just get used to that, like you know, like the top top quality teams. Like you'll be able to watch that, like the Barcelona team with like Xavi and Iniesta or whatever. It's like you mean. And you, yeah. go and try, and you go and watch like Burnley and Watford, and you're like, well, this is just not the same, is it? Like, so. <laughs> yeah, to answer your question simply, um, Will, that is, um, yeah, I think we are definitely spoiled just watching it. I mean, with me, um, there was a period where I would be watching, like, I would probably say five, six years ago, I would watch like seven, eight games, like full games, not like just highlights, whether it was like, Barcelona be someone else as long as it was one of the top teams playing I would put the effort into watch it um, I would never do that for like any of the lower league teams just because I, again I guess it's that being spoiled I was like well I've got it I can watch Barcelona or Valencia or I can watch I'm trying to think of a team now um, Derby County versus uh, Bolton I always choose the Barcelona one um, and then, in terms of your question as well, have we been spoiled? It would need to be a really, really go- good goal. Like Messi would need to go past like seven <laughs> players and then bang it in the top corner. Oh my God, I've just like witnessed something special. Whereas Messi go past two players and put it in the bottom corner. That's just like, oh, okay. It's a good, see, see, I, I think that's why it's good that, that I've wangled my way on here because I'm probably the opposite to you. Hmm. If I had the choice of say Barcelona Real Madrid or and this happens, um, or Forest Green Rovers versus Mansfield, uh-huh. I'll probably watch a bit of the Forest Green, um, and and I'll, I'll I'll kind of z into you know get into that. Um, just I don't know I don't know why because the quality is sometimes. Is that like, what, like the kind of what do you find that like kind of excitement of it or like, is that like connection to like kind of like grassroots football or whatever like is it like what is it to yeah. get out of it like I think for me it's probably from my football manager days spending <laughs> my youth and I had to know like every player for every club and I had to kind of know where they played for and stuff and it was it was if, if I don't know the players I struggle sometimes so if I watch say Barcelona versus uh, Getafe I don't know any Getafe players, so I'll be a bit. I wouldn't really want to watch it if that makes sense. Whereas if it was Forest Green or something, I'd be like, oh, I want to see that Abue midfielder that's really highly rated that I've read about. Or so I kind of a bit of a stato, I guess, and it feeds that stat in me, I suppose. It's funny you mentioned because when you mentioned Colacini, that's what I thought. I was like, which one was it? He was really good in uh, when he was playing for AC, and like he was a young kid. Um, I think oh, it was like you had to buy. The Italian version, then the Spanish version, and like they were all individual games, weren't they? Yeah, really, yeah. good, good times that they used to have. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, when when I used to play football manager, I was trying to watch games in like uh, like Egyptian game because <laughs> Al Ahli had a good player. Like, so I get that point. If you're still that's, playing it, that's the same. You know yeah. you're old now, don't you? Because you see yeah. the players, and they're like, "Who was the young kid?" Or whatever is now 36, 37. <laughs> My God. 
think uh, one, of, one of the guys I used to watch, like, I think uh, Andres D'Alessandro, I remember banging on about him for like five yes. years before he turned up to like Europe or whatever. Um, I was trying to watch him and Tevez when they were still in Argentina, but the games were on like four o'clock on Saturday night. Like, so I would, co- I would come in for a night out and then I would just stay up watching these random games, like trying to catch a glimpse of these like young kids. Those are the days where now it's just, I think like we're, not a little bit, but I think what's happening now is it's you. You just go on the internet and like you can YouTube these players and that. Like kids these days will just probably watch like ten minutes of YouTube and actually see what this player looks like, what he moves like. Obviously, they'll not know the full thing. But whereas in our day, um, you didn't have YouTube, so you would have to like wait up and watch these ninety-minute games. You know what that, right? I think it's like it's interesting hearing that, like listening to that conversation, because like you know, obviously, like me. And- Z had the kind of the, the episode we did, which we talked about like the football games or whatever. But like, I think there's something there about like, you know, when you first get into football, really, it's like the club. I think back in the day, like it was the club that you followed, which I think like Will, you're saying like there, like, are you more interested in that club because it's more local or whatever? Whereas I think nowadays, like, it's maybe more about like watching it on the TV, and therefore it's more about like football, and therefore you look for like the technical aspects of the play because that's what me and Z talk about a lot is like. Or yeah. really like how that person plays the game, like do you know what yeah. I mean? It's less about the club for us, really. I think it's it's a bit like I just thought of this example, and and obviously, Z, on your point, it can apply for women as well as men and all that stuff. But I, I struggle sometimes to understand or really like think about what it's like to follow a Liverpool, a Man City, or a, or someone like that, where you you think you're going to win every game. That's really weird to me, and I suppose it's a bit like. Um, being one of those people on Love Island that goes out and <laughs> they've, got, they've got loads of people chasing after them and, and they don't have to put the hard graft in, which which I certainly had to do on nights out uh, back in the day. And and it just comes to them, doesn't it? So, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I sometimes think, what is it like being a Liverpool fan or Man United or City or whatever? It must be really weird. Um, it, do you know what it, it is though? Because like you think about what me and Z was saying there is like so Arsenal finished fifth like in the Premier League. So like they're basically the fifth fo- best football team in like, the English football like pyramid. And I'm not even that bothered. Like do you mean? I mean, uh, it was all right. Did, yeah, didn't, didn't get top four. So yeah, I mean, oh, we won. We only won 22 games this season. Oh, all right. I think, I think the, wor- the worst has been uh, for me as a United fan. So I'm 36. Like all I've known. Like for my like say from say six seven or whatever to like being twenty seven, even like when we had Jose is winning trophies like he, like to the point where when Jose was in charge he won a couple of cups and I was like that's not what we're all about we should be winning the Premier League like. <laughs> You could United, you could be losing 3-0 with 10 minutes to go when I was growing up. So I'm 39, so I'd probably say you could be 3-0 down, 10 minutes to go, and you knew United would come back and win 4-3, maybe 5-3. Uh, yeah, yeah, only when it's to- it's only when it's Tottenham though. Ninety <laughs> <Yeah>. ninth <laughs> minute winner. What's that Berbatov? Yeah, I think uh, it's quite when Raikun just he doesn't even like see anything does he? he's like it's just Tottenham like, what do you expect oh man but yeah mate like uh, as a United fan 
it's taken a lot of getting used to it. I'm finally at the point where I don't expect to go into any game now. Expect like this straw where I thought, oh, okay, this is what it's like supporting a club that doesn't always win. Um, yeah, it's taken some getting used to. Um, I, I guess in terms of like that question that you've posed, I guess when United were winning, because I took it for like granted. It must be different for someone like yourself who's supporting, say, Huddersfield. If you thing would have been like 20 times for you compared to me seeing United win the Premier League say, for the fifth time. Yeah, I mean, we we had... Um, you can actually get in Huddersfield the club shop uh, frames of it, but we played um, United in our first season. I think Mourinho was in charge, Sanchez and all that stuff, and... We managed to win two one, and I've, I've got a framed thing for it because it was it was just such a special you know Is occasion. That Aaron Murray or Aaron whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Linderoff came on as a sub and um, forgot where the his head was, and he was he was uh, Sanchez had his moustache as well, which was quite funny at the time. Um, in terms of Huddersfield, mate, obviously I can't have you done and not. Talk about Huddersfield's most like decorated and best player, Dennis Law. I yes. realize he, <laughs> I didn't realize he uh, played for uh, Huddersfield. Like, is that where he started? No. Um. Yeah. Well, he was. Do you know who the manager was when Dennis Law was yeah, playing? Yeah, Bill, Bill Shankly. Yeah. Obviously, I'm obviously on Wikipedia. Just. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we, there's there's him, Frank Worthington, a few other. Players that play for England, but yeah, Dennis Law was a um, young lad with uh, Bill Shankly. Um, Bill Shankly wanted to stay and he wanted to sign Ian St John and someone else, I can't remember who. And we said no, so we went to Liverpool. And obviously, <laughs> he, he, he regretted that decision leaving us. Um, it's probably the best way, but yeah, Dennis Law. Um, we kind of we also have near misses. So you guys were, I mean, we we nearly signed Andy Carroll, uh, John Terry, people like that. The near misses are always quite interesting as well. Yeah. Good, mate. Like, Arsene Wenger, near misses. Mate, be, honestly, uh... that's, that's Z's favourite topic of conversation. Like, you said the word near miss, I was like, oh, here it comes. Like, any chance he gets. Like... <laughs> Arsenal's... I'll have Christopher Ray. <laughs> <laughs> if you just go by the people who have visited Arsenal training ground and signed somebody else, <laughs> they're, they're the world class eleven, aren't they? Like Messi. I think you'd honestly have the all time eleven. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you mean like? No Wenger, he would have probably he would have probably been like, like, or oh, you want, uh... dear? We'll give you five thousand a week. We <laughs> <laughs> so, seen. Oh, sorry, go on, man. I've sent off a photo video. There's these Paddy Power videos that they do. There's the um, they've done a skit on Arsenal recruitment, and oh, it's just no. these guys in a room, and they're just it's just absolutely hilarious. It culminates in one of them going, Yeah, should we just sign Scott Carson on a three year deal, 100 grand a week? Done, right? Let's go to the pub. To be fair, to put a little shout out to Paddy Power, whoever does their socials and stuff is just brilliant. Mate. Like the amount of times I'll actually laugh out loud at something they've put on uh, and just like trawling a club. Uh, whoever, do, whoever does their socials, 
needs to get paid a lot more than whatever they are like. Um, go on, mate. No, genius. They they actually sponsored us when we got relegated. They were our sponsor. Uh, well, potentially because you guys got relegated, they decided yeah. to. Well, it was, if you Google it, they did a skit where the shirt was sponsored. We Paddy Power sponsored us, and it was at the time when they said, we don't want to be on the shirts. Um, we think football clubs should have a, no advertising on it. And they put a pre-season friendly Huddersfield had Paddy Power as a sash. Um, which we got fined for. Um, no, <laughs> and the the video they did, their social team was just ripped us to pieces. It was like we we're going to get into football sponsorship. Oh, Man United, no, no, Newcastle, no, no, Huddersfield, and they go all right, great, and then it kind of finishes. Um, but yeah, we had them for a year, um, and then that finished because they were mocking us. <laughs> great. I, I just do the stash that is absolutely class. Like. Yeah, I'm, pl- I'm planning to do that once we end the show today. Like, there seems to be a couple of things I'll have to go and check out. Um, I think, uh, yeah, we'll slowly wrap this up, guys. Um, it was nice to get back, obviously, by unpopular demand. And by the way, <laughs> we've, we've uh, broken our record. Like, we're on uh, 20,000 uh, lessons for uh, the five side one for 19,000. Yeah, I, I might have added an extra couple of zeros there. Mate, but... the, honestly, the, the, the amount of people who emailed me, mate, honestly, like, I, I like employ a third party agency to deal with them, like, it's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> outsource it, mate. Outsource it. Uh, um, yeah, right. Uh, you got anything else they want to talk about before we wrap this up, boys? I've got a quick yeah, one, one on. Man United. Go on, go on, Will. Go on, get, get, please take the piss out of Man United. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Go on, who, who's your top top three players that you realistically think you can get this summer that will make a make a difference? Uh, and you can't say someone from Ajax. <laughs> no, no. Um, I haven't been watching Ajax enough to say that I want someone from Ajax. Um, normally, like most seasons, I'd be like, I'd, I'd roll off names for you, but I'm at a point where I think what we need to do is we get like get a hold of the players that we've got and sort them out. And I'm glad like a lot of them's left. I'm really happy that Pogba's left. He's just a bit of a circus, like in the sense that whether he played well or whether he didn't play well, which most of the time he didn't play well, it would always be about him. Um, so we'll probably need a replacement. Not sure about the De Jong thing, because we're linked to him. I, I think De Jong's a brilliant player. Doing what we do normally, mate, which is a player doesn't kind of want to come to us, so we'll pump loads of money into him to try and sign him. I wonder why like, he doesn't seem interested. Um, I'm basically buying myself some time trying to think of this as I'm talking there. Um, See, because I think, because I agree with you on that, but then I think United now, would you be better signing the cream of the crop from mid-Premier League clubs who've got amazing players? There's a guy I really rate at Brighton, Basuma. Yeah, I've mentioned him a few times, mate, in the past. I really like him. Um, And I think he's realistic. You know, I think he would... And and maybe there's a couple others at other clubs um, in and around that sort of 
top 10 level, the guy at Leicester, um, the Belgian midfielder, people like that. Telemans. Um, yeah. You're 100% right, mate. I, I, I'm sick of like us the big name that, that's a standard Woodward move like and thank goodness that that guy's like he's 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 had a turgid tenure um to put it politely yeah, um, I but I totally agree with you if I had my way um I would like some random players to come in that I'd never heard of I uh, heard of and like the, and let's see how they get on because what I don't like is what we've done, which is anchored to the fans too much. Where all oh, like on Twitter, you'll see oh, fans really want this player, so we'll end up getting them. That's how it feels sometimes. Galactico, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't help when Woodward finally took over. He's like, Yeah, we've got so much money that we can do whatever we want. And that's like telling people, like, Oh, yeah, charge us whatever you want. <laughs> it's, it's like the stupidest thing ever to do. Um, but till. Because yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what I think we need uh, season anyway. Because I think we need more. Uh, number six is like we need a deep line playmaker. That's the first thing we need to sort out. And I wouldn't go for Declan Rice. I think I read Declan Rice, but the figures they're talking about it's crazy. Um, I would have liked someone like maybe even Ruben Neves. Because I think he would have been a shrewd buy, but he would have been a shrewd buy last summer when he was out of favour. For back in the team now, and obviously they'll want a lot higher figure for him. But I'm, I think of like other players down the league as well. Calvin, good old Calvin. Oh, I would love Calvin Phillips, man. That would into a deep line playmaker and someone who can break up play. I would love him. He's not going to come to United. He's a Leeds Leeds boy. Like, can you see? I mean, and it's a bit different to say Rio coming because Rio wasn't leads through and through, and also we were like top dogs at that time. Whereas now he'll probably have the option of like going to City or Liverpool as well. Um, I think I want us to buy another winger because I want to try out the wingers we've got. I have a feeling we'll try and get him forever. Um, right. But I would avoid that. We need a right back because um, I I think might could eventually. Who knows? But I mean, uh, if you've listened to this podcast at all, mate, you'll know that I'm not the biggest fan of Van Bissaka. Haven't been about eighteen months. I think the guy's terrible. Like, just get rid. He's if you can't cross the ball, like, what's the point of being a right back for an, uh, for a one? Um, Great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we'll go for a centre back, which annoys me because of the amount of money we've already spent on centre backs. <laughs> but the main thing is give Ten Hag what he wants, and give like don't half pass it. That that would be my main priority. Like as in, if he says like, look, I don't want this player, get rid of him. If he says, yeah, get rid, like because that's what we've done in the past, which is like. Come in, they'll have half a say, but the players have too much power. Like, as we needed to go, but clearly Pogba has too much, like, or had too much power. In, in that, the that'd be a, a really good session, wouldn't it? You know, in terms of how to how do you motivate these people with their own army of people that work for them and their asses, and how do you motivate them? 
But I think that's, I mean, that's, that's modern management, that though, isn't it? Like that—that that is that is the problem, isn't it? Like that's yeah, you can't. But it's it's also the it's also the type of characters you have. Like even back in the day, United were paying like big money. Do you know what I mean? When we had like Roy Keane and stuff like that. But it, because of the like majority of the characters were so motivated, they didn't really let like the crap that we've got come in. Like yeah, it. it it's not in a good way at the moment. Yeah. Well, like I've said this a few times, it's crazy how much Liverpool are to be in terms of like transfers seem to come off. Is looking at the right place, buying the players at the right time. Also, if they let Mane go, I think they're letting players go at the right time because Mane is 30, he's pushing for a move. Just sell, got like yeah. a bit of a replacement but, but, ready but, but, there. But that's what they do, mate. Like all good clubs, and Liverpool's probably the best example of it, isn't it? Where they buy the replacement for the player before they go to sell them. So, like, they're not, they're, whereas Man United are almost like they have the need. So, like, you say now, like, you know, oh, I need a centre mid or I need a defender. It's like people know <laughs> you've got the need, people know you've got the money, therefore you pay silly prices. Like, do you mean, whereas yeah. Liverpool almost. Buy before people realize what they're actually doing, which is like replacing money. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, United were famous for that, weren't they? You know, um, Roy Keane came in, he played with Brian Robson, didn't he, for a season or two? Um, yeah, then he took over. Um, yeah, Fergie Fergie was clever at that, mate. He just knew when I mean, I think he had a couple of misses, like, I think he let Stam go too soon, which I think most people would agree, and even he said so. Um, he let like one or two sooner than they need to, but overall he always got it right. Um, I think thing with Liverpool because they've got they've got a good back, so obviously their managers got a like. The problem we had la- like last six months is we had a guy who players clearly didn't like respect, didn't care about, um, and there's a reason why he's a good. Football and not uh, not being a coach at the top level for long. Um, ideal scenario for season. I would like us not money and say yeah. like for Ten Hag to say yeah. like basically I'm going to say through the youth system and I'm going to see what what's actually salvageable from the squad and next season go hard like once because what I don't want to happen is for him to come in spend loads of money and then like. We don't really move forward that much. The chance before we start start spending money because expectations will be very low next season. If I'm if I'm being honest, mate, constantly. Like, yeah, I, mean, I, I think I think the problem you've got, mate, is like this is probably two things I'd say. Is one is like he's almost got to learn the league, like as well as like learn the club mm-hmm. and understand like the weaknesses of the squad and stuff. And I think yeah. like the second thing I'd say is like. This is the risk with getting someone like Ten Hag because I actually agree with everything that Will was saying about like the types of players you should be signing. Is like you're trying to cherry pick some other players out of the Premier League, whereas like I don't get the feeling that like Ten Hag will do that. Like I feel like his instinct will be to try and sign players like from overseas, like Germain, because he doesn't understand the league as much. But yeah, I think that's so. Therefore, like if you, if you think about Ajax as well, like yes, that Ten Hag, but like. They have that, like they have that structure above them. As yeah, well. that's my worry. Balance, yeah, that's, like that's exactly what I'm like. Hag's a good manager, but looking for a club that was really well run until obviously Roma started sending dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
with us, yeah, that's that's my main worry. Not that Ten Hag isn't a good manager. What kind of support he's going to have in the background? Um, the other problem, what you guys have mentioned, and I kind of agree with, obviously wanting to sign players, like half decent, like, and they're going to ask, like, they don't need the money. Like, look at West Ham. Back in the day, you would have got like and Rice for maybe thirty. They want like a hundred million. Is he like the power that Premier League clubs have now? Shots, which is fair enough. It's it, that's why the league's so competitive. But yeah, but mate, I think what happens is that's the thing is it's you just got to be if because people run down their contracts as well, don't they, Jermaine? So you think you've got to be? I think I do think you can build like a club up, but you just got to be really smart about it, like Jermaine. So like you can pick up players, like you know we're a good example where like. I would say like we're desperate for a striker, but we could easily get like Gabriel Jesus on a free. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like I think that's the... is his contract running out. That's the last it's... year, so you have to pay a no, thirty million. No, he's out. It's Raheem Sterling who's got a year left. So I like, uh... yeah. So interesting. The ball is on a free. You know, we'll see. That's what I mean. But I, think, there, I, I think it... that'll be more. It'll that become more prevalent, like picking people up on free transfers, like. Just uh, into a room, like, and uh, I was doing a little uh, walk into it. To a guy who was like, "That's," I think he was a Juventus fan. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's Dybala's apartment there." Um, he's still in there, but I don't think he'll be there for long. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Just a little side note there. Right, boys, uh, we've done nearly an hour. It's uh, it's been a good comeback. Um, yeah, we'll have to do this again. Hopefully. Um, we get to the mark that we're setting, which is the 45, and then we'll take a break and change the formatting and things like that. A little bit of a wink and uh, nod to our millions of fans what to expect going forward. I'll just put it out on the socials. Here, yeah, we need to put a campaign about this. You, like, you might need it. to put another break in here because I might be out of the country for another three months, so <laughs> that might that might all. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, um, good chat, boys. Nice catching up. Oh, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you both very much for inviting me on. Really enjoyed no it. Worries. Best Our evening, pleasure. boys. Our Take pleasure. Catch you later. Bye bye. Cheers, guys. As always, thank you very much for listening and we hope you enjoyed that episode. Remember, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we are on Twitter at the Total 90 Pod and we're also available on Instagram as Total 90 Podcast. We'll catch you next week. Stay safe now.